Thanks for listening to the Cool Church Podcast. This is Terrence Wilson, lead pastor of Cool Church. We're praying that wherever you are on this journey, that this message encourages you. And we want you to know that you were created out of love. And now, here's today's message. As some of you may have guessed, by my outfit, I am not preaching today. (laughs) Just kidding. I preach just like this, so it doesn't matter. Um... I'm not preaching today and I'm excited for who is because this has never happened in the history of Cool Church. Um, But I promise you it's gonna happen a lot more. I'm excited to welcome the speaker that is coming next. And we've been in a whole series of talks called Family Matters. I love Family Matters because we've been talking about our Cool Church values. And I'm gonna give you a test. Don't cheat, don't look at the screen behind me, don't cheat. I wanna see who knows the values, okay? All right, don't, don't cheat. God's watching. God's watching. Value number one is? Y'all cheating, I can tell. Value number two is? Value number three is? Value number four is? Value number five is? And what's value number six? It's service. That's what we're talking about today. We're talking about service. And... I'm excited because we've had different people come up from the house and talk about these values. And Joanne and I have been very intentional about picking people that are a part of our team to talk about these values, the ones that we see um, exemplify, live out those values the best. I honestly don't know another human that lives out this value better than who's coming to the stage right now. Um, This young man has stood by my side, man, for almost a decade now. And friend is not enough to describe him. I can only call him brother. We all need somebody to walk with us on this road. If you out there and you came in here and you by yourself, you're like, I ain't got no friends, I ain't got no family, man. I'm telling you, even Jesus walked with people. Everybody needs somebody to walk on this road with. And this brother that is about to come to the stage in my deepest, darkest moments, times I was depressed, times I ain't know what to do, times when the world flipped upside down and I was yelling at God, he said, don't worry about it, I got it, put the weight on me. Put the weight on me. I wish I could tell you I was responsible for figuring out a way for us to have a church through COVID, but it wasn't me. It was a guy who said, oh, we need cameras and equipment. Don't worry about it. He, he literally built an entire system in a week for us. Because that's how his brain works. I'm creative, so I'm like, yeah, y'all, let's do this. And I'll cast vision. This, this guy says, all right, that sounds cool, but here's how we're going to make it work. And he engineered a system um, that we're still using today. And because of it, Cool Church is not just in Miramar. Cool Church is all over. There's people that watch us all over the world because somebody had the foresight and the vision to build a system that could reach throughout the entire world. This same human is the one that's in the office every day making sure that all of our ducks in a row because when I'm just like, everything feels good, he's like, man, let's look at the numbers. Let's look at the data. Let's make good decisions based on information. He's the one person in the office that I know will give me pushback, necessary pushback to move forward. Because how many of you know, you cannot grow without opposition. When everybody's like, it's good, Pastor T, he's like, it's cool, but we could do better. And I appreciate it because it's an honest ear. He's not a yes man, he's God's man. He's a man that serves, a man that says it could always be better than what it is. And a man that has a heart to reach the community. He has a beautiful family. He just became a dad again for the second time. (laughs) And literally, Cool Church would not be where it is without him and his amazing family. So I want y'all, because honor is our calling, to get up on your feet. And I want you to welcome my brother, Benjamin Johnson, our operations director, as he talks about service. Come on. What's going on, family? Now, I, I don't need the honor. Let's take about 10 seconds to honor our most high God, the King of Kings, the Lord.
Pastor Terrence said, I am the operations director here at Cool Church. And what that really means, honestly, is that I have the utmost, most humble position to serve you and your families each and every day. It's one of the greatest things that I get to do. Honestly, that I get to help be a part of your lives. And I'm honored that you all allow me to be a part of your lives in that way. So before I get started, I just want to honor some people. Is that cool? Can I honor some folks real quick? So I'm just gonna slide over here first because my family's over here. Hey y'all. Um, I want to start start with Pastors Terrence and Joanne Wilson. Yeah, y'all can y'all can y'all can, y'all can clap it up for them. There's so many things I could say, and he tried to make me cry back there. I had to hold it together. But I just want to thank y'all for, first, your friendship and how much you care for my family. It it means the world to me. But really, I want to thank you for your leadership. Um, I've been listening to Tim Ross's podcast, and he says this one thing which stuck with me. He said, if you follow me, I'm going to lead you to Jesus. That's it. And I think your lives are exemplary of that same thing. That if we follow you, do the same things you do, we follow where you go, it's going to only point us back to Jesus. And for that, I'm most thankful. Most thankful. My friends, my godparents are here. I see y'all. My parents are here. Hey. (laughs) They're living their best lives, their retired life. Um, Thank you guys, one, for having me. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's first. Uh, and then also, thank you for your lives of service for Jesus. Um, some may know, and may- maybe a lot of you don't. In 1998, my parents launched a church out of our, our family room called Cornerstone Bible Church. And for about eight years plus years, I was a PK. My dad was the pastor, my mom was the co-pastor and worship leader, and I was the music director. I was on the keyboard. I, I, I could play a hymn now. I could give you a couple good hymns, honestly. Like, uh, but thank you for planting seeds in Miramar for Jesus. When you guys had to fight to change a culture that preferred to wash cars and cut grass on a Sunday than meet Jesus. And you guys, I, I truly learned the passion for Jesus because of you. And that's carried me through my whole life. And I'm so thankful for the both of you. Last but not least, girl, because you are always first in my life, my beautiful wife, Gloria. Hey, girl, you fine. You fine. And I just want to thank you for, one, your friendship, for the person you are, for the woman you are, for the mother you are. I don't deserve you. I probably never, ever will. And I'm cool with that. I think the psalmist, the great psalmist, Linda Williams, puts it best. When he says, girl, you know I, 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 I love you. I, I think that's, I think that's the, the way I can share how I truly feel about you. And I'm thankful that one night I, got, I prayed to the Lord. One thing, I said, Lord, show me a woman whose heart is after you. And it's like the scales fell off my eyes. And I could only see you in that moment. I love you, girl. All right. We made it through without me crying. Yes. Um, We're in this amazing series, Family Matters. And it's so wonderful to talk about values because I'm a a business person by, by nature. And so talking about values brings me always back to culture because your values set the foundation for what your culture will become as an organization. And so I just love how Pastor Terrence talked about excellence last week, right? I was looking on Instagram, everybody's showing, and now they all ironing their clothes they never ironed before. 
People were sitting there like, oh Lord Jesus, let me get it together today, Lord. Um, and before that, Joel preached his life with honor. Pastor Terrence before him preached about generosity. Yari got us together to do great introspection on our family lives, right? And then we started the whole thing off with love, the first value of Coop Church. And I had the utmost honor to talk to you guys about service, all right? Let's get to it. So I'll be, um, let's all open our Bibles to 1 Peter 4, 9 through 11. Speaking of Bibles, who is their Bible today? Let me see. Who got their Bible today? Who got it? Let me see it. Let me see it. Let me see it. Okay, I see y'all. All right. All right. We're get, we getting better. <laughs> um, actually, you know who we don't talk about a lot? Where are my note takers at? Who got their pens, their pad, they taking notes? Okay, I see y'all. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a note taking section. I'm going to join them next week. And our family online, it's so good to see y'all. Good to have y'all with us today. Y'all taking notes too? If y'all are, hey, throw some pencil emojis, some paper emojis in the chat. I want to see it go crazy. So with that, we're going to go to 1 Peter 4, 9 through 11. And it says, offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Now, if you're also taking notes, we have the Cool Church app where you can find all of our notes here for the sermon. And the title for my message today is Service 101. Let us pray. Dear Lord, our Father, we come to you right now so humbly, so thankful that we get to be in this place today. We ask that you open our hearts to service, Lord God, that you, that you use us for your glory in so many ways, Lord God. I pray that I may lie down and you rise up in this moment and that my words will only be spoken from you, Father. And that those that hear it, if they are serving, they get excited more. And for those that haven't served, they get ready to serve. In your name we pray, amen. So I'd like to welcome you all to a time and space I like to call SRV 0127, or simply Service 101. During this time, we're gonna dive into what the value of cool, the value of service at Cool Church is, and we're gonna also delve a bit into why we serve at Cool Church, all right? So what's the value of service at Cool Church? It's we are brothers and sisters serving brothers and sisters. Oh, I, I hear y'all, okay. Um, I love this amazing chart that we've been using lately. Let's have it on the screen. And our clarifying statement, as we said before, is we are brothers and sisters serving brothers and sisters. Our determinant discipline is every day we find ways to be helpful to others. We serve our families, we serve God's church, and we serve the community. When we see a need, we have compassion that leads to action. When we, we serve others, even when we believe, people don't deserve it because Jesus served us when we didn't deserve it. We serve daily because our service keeps us in a place of humility. Our clarifying verse was 1 Peter 4, 9, 11, and the opposite is that we don't refrain from helping others. We serve others because Jesus served us. And while I was preparing for this message, I ran upon Matthew 25 in the Word. And let me give you a little clarifying context for it. It's Jesus is sharing a parable about the return of the Son of Man. And he shares, he shares what's going to happen then. 
And as Christians, I truly believe that this passage of scriptures helps us understand how we really should serve every day of our lives, right? It's quite a bit of scripture, so I want to get to it. It's Matthew 25, 31 through 40. It says, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep and the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in? Or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. I love this scripture, y'all. Like, I love this scripture because I truly feel like it sets a precedent for us, right? Yeah. It, it shows that in everything we do, we're supposed to serve someone else. And not only are we supposed to serve someone else, we're supposed to consider the person we serve, our brother and our sister. It doesn't matter if they're a believer, they're an unbeliever, they're a never believer. It does not matter. They're your brother and your sister, so therefore, you are to serve them. And so we serve everyone, not someone. We serve everyone. You know what, speaking of brothers and sisters, let me ask a quick question. We all walk through those amazing double doors. Did y'all greet our brothers and sisters? Hmm? Did y'all greet? They say, hey, hey sis, hey bro, how y'all doing? I know we have a little fist bump, but we're gonna take a moment real quick. We're gonna take a moment. Y'all look around the room. Look at all these wonderful brothers and sisters y'all have. And look to your left and your right and say, hey bro, hey sis. And, and if y'all real gangster, tell them your name. Like, be like, hey, my name is, like, if y'all real gangster, like, tell them, hey, my name is. If you're in the chat, hey, be like, hey bro, hey sis, what's going on? Like, I love it, like, we're family. Pastor Terrence always talks about how Sunday services should feel like a family reunion. It should be a moment we come in here with such joy to see our brothers and sisters, to be able to hang with them, to find out how they were doing, to pray for them, to let them know we care, right? And it's just, it just means so much to serve and be here with our family. I love the value of service because like the other values that we share, they all work together. They all support each other. If you serve well, you're going to love well. If you serve well, you'll build your family. People who, are, who serve well, they're generous and they give freely. If you serve well, those around you will feel honored. If you serve well, you're going to do it in excellence. And I honestly don't know anyone who serves who doesn't do it creatively. It, they all support each other. Now, if I ask the room, like, hey, who's ever served before in some capacity? I'm sure most of us have raised our hand. And there's two ways we all serve in some place in life. We have our paid service, which means we, we serve others for a wage. And then we have our, our voluntary work. The, the free work, the freedom, the free work of our time where we don't get paid, but we give of ourselves in that moment to serve someone else. And generally in service, it covers three categories, food, water, shelter. Uh, Maslow, his hierarchy of needs calls those the physiological needs, which are the lowest, most important needs for humans to have, which tells me one thing, that anyone can serve somebody, right? And that's really, that's really just the start of it. You don't really have to be a Christian to serve anybody. That's 
empathy. It's having some care, some consideration, but it's not, it's not everything. Because Christians were called to it a little bit differently than everyone else. And so considering that and considering that our walk is more than, than the act in that moment, I have a question for you. Why do you serve? Why do you get up to serve anyone? Like what's, what's your reason behind it? What's your, what's your why? What is the foundation that you stand upon when you come to serve? You know what, here, quick question. You know, I like interaction with people, because this is fun. Look to your left, look to your right, be like, hey neighbor, why do you serve? I, I, I love for the, for the like, hey, like, why, why do you serve? Do you know why you serve? Are you sure? Like, maybe you, maybe you know, maybe you don't. I, I love that the Bible's emphasis on service for the, for the early church wasn't about if you serve. Service was a given. Like that's what we were supposed to do. But who we served, how we served, and the impact of our service was most important. And so when we start to think about the why, we have to start considering it a bit differently. One of my favorite authors in the business professional space is Simon Sinek. He wrote this amazing book called Start With Why. And in it, he explains the why behind anything is the most important aspect of it. It is foundation on which organizations are built, how you communicate who you are, and inspire people to action. The what, the when, the how is the easy part, right? Because if someone asks you, what is service? Well, for most of us, you'd be like, I'm gonna help people. When do you serve? When someone tells me to? How do you serve? However someone tells me, like, I don't know. Like, I, like, like I'm trying, and, and, so, and so really what it comes down to is that the why for our service really needs to be foundation for why we serve. Because if it isn't, we can find ourselves serving in mediocrity. We can find ourselves being real quick to be like, nah, I ain't serving no more. Because we have no foundational principle about why we serve. So, you know, quick side note. I know I got all signed. I was like, man, you got side notes so many. Like, no. For those that serve already, my service 102 class, which I like to consider them, consider this that when you serve, don't do it from a high place. Don't come into service all pomp and pumped up and considering what you're doing something so proud for yourself, full of pride and full of boisterousness. Because it says in Matthew 6, 1, be careful not to do your own acts of righteousness before men to be seen by them. If you do, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Our service is not a vertical relationship. We are not up high looking down on other people. Every bit of our service is horizontal. They're always our brother. They're always our sister, and we will always serve them that way. Yeah. Amen? Amen? All right, everybody's silent. <laughs> hey, mama, my mama gonna support me, hey. I truly believe that a church truly rooted in service is a life-giving, people-inspiring, family-building force for the kingdom. Amen? So as we sit and consider the why behind our service, I want to give you three points about why we serve here at Cool Church. Number one, we serve to build community. Amen. The first way we serve to build community is through intro, introspection, the inspection of self. First Peter 4.9 says, offer hosp hospitality to one another without grumbling. I, I love that this verse is a heart check immediately. It automatically gets us together. We automatically have to look at ourselves and say, when I serve, do I grumble? Like, do, do I walk in the service like, dang, I don't wanna do this. Lord, why am I here? I don't wanna be here. Like, like do we walk in the service like that? Because the word says that we serve without 
grumbling. So the first thing we do before we serve is we got to check ourselves. Because it's impossible to really serve properly if we don't first make sure our heart's in the right place. And we need to understand how our heart can be in the right place when we understand our why. Because without the proper why, it creates ill emotions. It creates pettiness. It creates divisiveness. And those things can fester and grow larger. And they begin to become division on our teams. And our teams start getting divided. That means our community starts getting divided. And then there's no more growth happening. And so we can't, we can't let that happen. Romans 12, 9, 13 says, love must be sincere, that we are to hate what is evil, to cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above ourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep our spiritual fervor serving the Lord. To be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer, and to share with God's people who are in need. To practice hospitality. So in order to serve well and to build community, we got to check us first. And if you're having a hard time doing that, because that might not be something you're used to, join a serve team or join a connect group. They're, they're so important. Connect groups are the glue that keep this church together. You find yourselves around common interested people who love you who care for you, and who can walk alongside you in life. So if you have those moments where you're like, yo, like I'm bugging. Someone could be like, yeah, you are. But I love you, and we're gonna make this work. We're gonna, we're gonna help you shift that and reframe how you see things, which is so, so very, very important. The second way we build community at Cool Church is through interaction. Interaction deals with our serve teams. Pastor Terrence mentioned it earlier. We have the amazing dream team that serves you Sunday in and Sunday out. They come here early in the morning. They're here all day to serve you. And I just want to honor each and every one of you that serve this house. Thank you so much. Another amazing team that I love a lot is our Cool Cares team. Come on, shout out Cool Cares. And our Cool Cares team is our off Sunday service cares, our off Sunday service serve team. So they, they don't directly serve on Sundays, but they serve during the week. And they serve our community so well, whether it's doing birthdays for homies, for our, home, our homeless population we like to call our homies or it's playing bingo with seniors, or just being a listening ear for those in need and being a praying, just a prayer partner for those in the community. Our Cool Cares team is next level and they're led by Mitzi Nieves. And Mitzi, we thank you. But in order to really, to really build community, Cool Cares needs to become something a little bit more. So we have an announcement to make. In 2023, Cool Cares will become its own nonprofit entity alongside the church. And some are like wondering, like, like why? Like, why are you doing that? Like, the team's already doing well. Well, we want to have a larger impact in our community. We want to partner with more organizations. We want to get grants so we can do more work in the community. And we are generally all around just want to make an impact for the gospel. And the service model that we're going to use going forward in the future, it was like, I, I, I love it. And I, I'm going to tell you all a story about how we even got there. Um, as we've been growing our service aspect of our church, we've been gaining some community, some community partners and some international partners. One of our international partners is named Convoy of Hope. Convoy of Hope is probably one of the most premier organizations that get food out, our supplies out in a disaster situation. They're generally the first people there. If a hurricane hits, probably the next day, one of their SUV, one of their 18 wheelers is rolling in. Because the moment a hurricane hits somewhere, they're already driving. They, they drive through storms to get to people who have been already hit by storms. 
They're the first people on scene. And they only work with the local church. They don't work with anyone else because they believe that through that work, they get the gospel out. So why they're such an important partner for us. And so they have an annual meeting that we got invited to. And we're sitting in, I'm sitting in this meeting with my wife, looking around, because we're the youngest church there. And then we're in a meeting with the biggest churches in America. They're looking at, and they're looking at us like, hey, so what, how y'all do service? What, 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 what do you mean? I'm trying to learn why you do service. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I just got here. Like, what? And it was such an amazing experience because it showed the favor that God has on this house. And while we were speaking and talking, one of the guys from another church told this story. And I'm going to just preface this by, I don't remember the details of this story. I remember the concepts, so I'm going to remember that. Uh, but it'll make sense in the end. So he told a story about a church in Europe that was in an unchurched area. People didn't care to go to church in that space. They really didn't, like, they'd rather do something else. So the church was like, yo, how do we reach out to people? Like, how do we make the biggest impact we can? So they were like, okay, well, where do people go on Sundays? They go to the pub. Okay. All right, we can do something with that. So they started doing community service projects with the pub as HQ, the church. Because they knew, they, like, they're like, all right, well, we have to reach the community somehow. And people will do service. They don't got to believe in Jesus to do it. But they believe in serving other people in some form or fashion for most people. So they started doing community service projects out of the pub. And people started coming. And community started getting built out of this pub. And while this community started getting built, the people there started to have a heart change. And they didn't know what it was. They started feeling different. Something was anew in their lives. And they came to the, the people from the church. They're like, hey, something's new in my heart. Like, I have this, this welling up of joy I never felt before. And I don't know where it came from. They said, all right. That's called praise. You have what we like to call praise. You have praise for Jesus. Your life's been changed through our community. Your life's been made anew in our community and you wanna thank somebody and the person you should thank is God. And so in that place, in this pub, they started having small groups and people started getting saved. And so honestly, Cool Care's model is simply this. It's gonna come with screens. It is, it's not gonna come with screens. Service, community, Jesus. Service, community, Jesus. And a practical way to put it is this. Cool Cares will host as many service projects as we can host. We'll host as many seminars as we can put together. We are going to be everywhere. And all your job is to do is invite everybody you know. They don't got to know Jesus. Oh, they might just need community service hours. Bring them. Send them. We don't care. We're all going to serve together. We're all going to serve a community together. And I hope that somewhere in that opportunity, they find community there. And they keep coming. And they keep serving. And they keep just getting enjoyment out of that. And through that community, their lives begin to change. And in some moment, they might walk up to one of you and be like, hey, there's something new that I don't really understand happening in my life. And I see you have it on you, like what is that? There's a joy that you have that, that I want. There's a peace that you have that I need. Like what is that? And you get to tell them about a friend of yours named Jesus, who wants to be a friend of theirs too. And right then and there, in that moment, you have the opportunity to tell them about Jesus. If y'all don't get it already, y'all, Cool Cares is here to get people saved. Like, that's it. That's, we're going to do everything in our power to get people saved. Because the reality is not everyone is going to walk in this building. Not everyone will. People have trauma from past church experiences. So it's our job to go and serve them. 
It said Matthew 28, 19, that therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And I just get so excited thinking about all the families we get to, to be a part of, all the lives we get to help, all the people we get to change. Because the reality is, for us as a church, our mission is for a million families saved for the cause of Christ, which comes out to approximately 3.14 million people that we're gonna reach. So in order to do that, we have to do everything in our power and be in every single community we can be in, yeah. giving joy, giving hope, giving love, so that they can meet Jesus. Amen? Amen. 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 Number two, we serve to give love. First Peter 4.10, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various form. We're all sitting here today because of God's grace. In some form or another, we are all sitting here because of his grace. Theologian John Stott says this about grace. He says, grace is love that cares and stoops and rescues. That's the kind of love we need to impart upon people when we serve them, right? The type of love that cares about them no matter where they've been, what they've done, or what they will do. The kind of love that stoops down no matter how deep the pit, the mire, and let them know that someone cares. And the kind of love that steps in in their time of need and points them back to the savior of all mankind. That's the kind of love that, that we need to share. And when we are out there in the community, like I said before, we're out there doing birthdays for the homies or doing anything, or doing any other service project, that's what we're doing. We're showing love to people. Because someone might not have told them in a day, a week, a month, a year, that they've been loved, but that's our opportunity to be like, no, no matter what, if no one else said it, I love you. That's, that's our moment to go out there and love our community. So how do we serve to show love? John 13, 34 through 35 says, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. My, my favorite part of this verse is that Jesus said, love them as I have loved you. That means the foundation, the beginning base of our love should look like Jesus. That nothing under that is acceptable. He said, for love them as I have loved you. Okay, what does that love look like, right? So we go to Corinthians 13, four through eight. And it says, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, it always trusts, it always hopes, it always perseveres. Love never fails. This is the love that Jesus loved us with. So we definitely should be loving somebody else with that same love, right? And in our service, I love how Paul put it in 1 Corinthians 13, three. He said, if I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is and always will be the catalyst via which our service makes the greatest impact. It is, it is a through way by which we affect change, our love. But while we're giving love to people, we gotta have a moment to understand that we can't let us get in the way of that. Yeah. We can't let our flesh get in the way of that, our situation get in the way of that, our problems, which are really temporal most of the time, get in the way of that. Galatians 5.13 says, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. 
Serving someone means putting your feelings to the side sometimes. It means putting your concerns about something to the side sometimes. Here's a practical way to do it. Before you come in to serve, while you're in your car, pray this prayer. Lord, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Like that, that, that's, that's the prayer we'll pray. And then you're gonna take out a piece of paper. You're gonna write out a list of all your problems you're going through in that moment. You're gonna open your glove box. You're gonna put the problems in it and close it. So when you get out your car, those problems stay in your car. So that when you walk into service, you walk in to get a full expression of your love. And there's nothing holding you back, nothing hindering you from doing that. And if you want to, when you get back to your car, open the glove box, it's sitting right there. If you want to take it back, I mean, I don't know. I don't know who would want that, but hey, do you. Uh, yeah, we just can't let the temporal things become far more important than the people we get to serve. Um, a couple weeks ago, I got to celebrate a good friend of mine's. Oh, what's, y'all okay? <laughs> they okay. Uh, I got to celebrate a good friend of mine's wedding. It's th- actually, it's not his wedding, his wedding anniversary of three years. My boy Sheldon, I see you. Uh, and actually, all my groomsmen are here. Shout out to all y'all, I see y'all. Uh, and I've known Sheldon for over 17 years. We met this month in 2005. We met in September of 2005, 17 years ago at Florida State. Oh, shout out to Knowles, come on. Uh, and, and I was there to celebrate him and his beautiful wife, Tasia's anniversary, and I got to see one of our brothers named Rob. And he and I talked, because we haven't seen each other in a decade, and, and we were talking, just going over life and what's happening. He stopped me in a moment, he goes, I gotta tell you something. I was like, yo, bro, what's up? He's like, man, back in college when I was a freshman, I almost didn't join the community service organization we're a part of. He said, I almost didn't join that because of you. I was like, what? Like, what did I do? He said, it was a market Wednesday. I walked up to the table. I walked up to you. Right when I got there, you turned and you walked away to go holler at some girl. Hey, I'll be honest with y'all, I probably did, which is the problem. Like, I, I just, and that, that's the problem, but I was taken aback. I was like, not me. I could never do that to you, Rob. Like, how would I do that to you? And he was like, nah, bro. I almost didn't join because of you, because in that moment, I had a need and you weren't there. And I'm so thankful that someone else was there because Rob joined the organization and he really was one made such a great impact in the organization. And he's met lifelong friends, Sheldon and other brothers that he's just got to do life with and really got to get a band of brothers around him. And that got me to thinking, got me to really wonder about the times that someone came to us and they just needed love. Yeah. They, came, they came to us, we, we, we were who they knew. They came to us, or they might have just even wanted to, to meet Jesus. They didn't know it in that moment, but that was what they needed. And we got caught up in the temporal things. And in that moment, for that moment, we were a block in that moment to them feeling love, and some cases for their salvation at that point. Let us not ever, ever, ever let the temporary things stop the eternal. Let us never get in the way of someone feeling love or meeting Jesus. And I've been alluding to this point the whole time. My point number three is that we serve to show others Jesus. First Peter 4.11 says this. It says, if anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever, amen. Amen. 
the true why of our service at Cool Church is this, that Christ be magnified and God be praised. That's it. It's, it's, it's just that simple, that through our service, someone meets Jesus and God be praised. And I feel like a byproduct of that is that through our service, communities will be created that love Jesus. And that as we continue to serve, more communities will be created that look to Jesus. More communities will be created that seek the Lord. More communities will be created that love him with all that they are. And that's so important. Ephesians 2.10, the New Living Translation says this, for we are God's masterpiece. I love that, his masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. These good things he planned for us to do is cyclical. It follows a cycle. I want to first start off by saying the good things don't get you to heaven. Let's just start there. There's only one way that you can get to heaven and it's a person named Jesus Christ. We'll start right there. But outside of that, the good things that he called for us to do, I say it's cyclical because of this. There was a moment in your life where you were in your sin and God sent somebody full of love, full of care, full of consideration to serve you in some way. And in that way, your life shifted and you met Jesus. And then what happened? Then you became that person for someone else. Then that person became the person for someone else. And that person became the person for someone else. The cycle continues and continues and continues. And so understanding the importance of that cycle in service, I have a challenge for everybody. Really a commitment I want you all to make. I want you to make a commitment to serve here at Cool Church. How does that look, you may wonder. First, yeah, I said first. First, serve on a dream team. Serve your brothers and sisters in the house. Now, I'm not asking you to commit every Sunday. But every other Sunday, not really. Every other month, give a commitment. Start there. Start finding serve teams you like and get in the community of service in this space. And then also, both and, join us in Cool Cares and commit to serving three times a year minimum. We, have, we work in seasons here at Cool Church. So that's once a season that you're committing to serving someone else in the community. And that's so important. That's so very, very important. In Matthew 9, 37, it says, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. So there's so many families, so many people that are waiting for someone. They're waiting for help. They don't really, really know how to get there, where the help's gonna come from, but they're just waiting for someone to give a helping hand. And I love how we truly understand this through the personhood of Jesus Christ. For in Matthew 10, 45, it says, for even the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. So I know that we're considering that commitment we just made. We're like, okay, how am I gonna do that? I know it requires some sacrifice. It requires some moments that we can't do maybe something we wanted to, but that's okay. We can sacrifice a little bit of our time, maybe a little gas, even physical projects. We can sacrifice our own bodies in that way because I, I dare pale to compare that to what Jesus did on the cross. When he gave completely of himself for our sins, right? Jesus showed us, he, the son of man, that he came to serve and give. He modeled service to us first. And he also gave. We give sometimes, but he gave completely. He emptied himself on that cross. He paid the ransom for our sins. The dictionary definition of a ransom is something paid or demanded for the freedom of a captured person. We were captured by our sin. 
We didn't know how to break out of it. Yet, he came. And he paid the ransom for our freedom from sin. And John 3.16 says it best. It says, for God to love the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But that's not my favorite verse in that situation. John 3.17 is. For that verse says, for God did not send his son to the world to condemn it, but to save it through him. There's no condemnation applied in this space. So no matter what you're dealing with, what you've dealt with, what you are going to deal with, Christ still came for you. He still came for you in that moment. He still came to save you. He still came to be there for you. I, and I, I think about this idea of, of when someone gives something to someone, right? It sets and creates this, this moment for someone to receive something. Like, have you ever gotten a gift that was like, that you just, you, you felt seen in that moment when you received it? Like someone literally felt like they just understood you so well. And they catered that whole gift. It doesn't even have to be a big gift. But when you felt it, you felt the most secure you've ever felt in life. That gift is salvation. It's been catered for you and you alone. No one else can have it for you. No one else can accept it for you. You have to accept it for yourself. Because Christ came down. And he came to give you a gift and you alone. And the reality to me, to me, excuse me, is that for us to truly serve well, we must find ourselves aligned with he who served first. We must find ourselves alive with he who gave the ultimate sacrifice, Jesus Christ. And I just love how he truly cared for us so much that he would provide an opportunity for us to spend eternity with him not predicated upon what we've done, not predicated upon what we do or how good we think we are, simply predicated upon his love. That is the reason he loves you. That is always the reason he still loves you. That will always be the reason tomorrow he's gonna love you, the day after that he's gonna love you. But in this moment here, he's giving you an opportunity to accept him as your Lord and Savior. In this moment, we can acknowledge that he's provided all of himself for the opportunity that we have right now where all heads are bowed and all eyes are closed. And we want to consider the Savior who completely gave of himself to serve us because he loved us so much who gave of himself to provide us the opportunity for today and now to receive him as our Lord and Savior. So I'm gonna to count to three. And when I get to number three, if you wanna accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, raise your hand. One, two, three. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now, if you raise your hand, stand up. Hallelujah. We are so thankful for our brothers and sisters here. It says in Romans 10, 9, that if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. So if you're standing right now, come down here, let's profess Jesus together. Come on down, let's profess Jesus together. We can all stand, but come on down and let's profess Jesus together. Hallelujah to your name. 
Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Here y'all. Hallelujah to you. Hallelujah to you. Now, once again, we are brothers and sisters in this space. So, this is an opportunity for us to be family together, right? So, I want you to look to your left and your right and look at your brother and sister and say, if you're scared, I'll go with you. And if they say yes, just grab them by the shoulder lovingly and walk them on down. Everyone good? We can take a moment. Take a moment. All right, come on, come on. Hallelujah to your name. Hallelujah to your name. Hallelujah to your name. Come on, we got time for you. We got time for you. What's up, bro? How you doing? How you doing? All right, so in this moment, we're going to receive Christ as our Savior. So you got to just raise your hands. Oh, you come, come on. Come on. Come on, hallelujah. We're so proud of each and every one of you so absolutely proud of you. This moment is the most important moment you've ever made in your life. Hallelujah. All right, so all we're going to do is raise our hand. This is just an act of surrender that we have in this moment. And we're going we're gonna to pray this prayer after me. And we're all going to pray this prayer together. Say, Dear Jesus, I have sinned. And I ask for your forgiveness. Lord, I believe that you died on the cross and were raised again. And I ask that you would accept me into your wonderful family. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Y'all, y'all. Welcome to the family. Because we are always brothers and sisters serving brothers and sisters here at Cool Church. There's an amazing sign right there that says, welcome to the family. I'm just not saying it. That's not what we believe. You're part of the family of Christ. And we are just so happy to have you here. So real quick, what's going to happen next is that you're going to follow our amazing sister here with the sign. And I'll take you to the courtyard. We have this amazing team who's going to receive you. And they're going to pray with you. And they're going to answer any questions you may have. Because we're not afraid of your questions. Because we're here to serve you as your brothers and sisters in Christ. And also, we have a gift for you. Oh, got the gift? Oh, yeah, appreciate you. It's our fam too. In it, we have a message from our pastors. We got a WWJD bracelet and a Bible. Just a quick gift from us to you to let you know that we care. All right? Oh, thank you, Joe. And so, family, on account of... Let me start, start this over. It says in the Word that when one comes back to the Father, there's a celebration in heaven. They turning up in heaven for y'all right now. They are turning up in heaven for y'all right now. And so what we're going to do right now is we're going to just show you a little bit of that because we're so excited for you too. So on the count of three, we're going to tear the roof off of this place so y'all know how much y'all loved, how much y'all cared for. So on the count of three, family, one, two, three. for tuning in. To hear more messages like this one, please be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel. 
And if you like what you heard, please consider sharing with your friends and family to be a blessing to their lives as well. Don't forget to connect with us at our website, thecoolchurch.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at We Are Cool Church. And always remember that you were created out of love.